Check with Slider. You think anything can go wrong? How could anything? Everything can go wrong. How could anything go wrong? (laughs) We are the experts in knowing that you can start off at 7.09 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show with that beautiful song and the best of intentions and excitement in our voice and in our mind and a great agenda ahead. And we could come to a crashing halt at any moment. Just wait. It'll probably happen. any moment. it, It could happen. But... Good morning, Good Valley. It is another, well, there, I just made a mistake there. Good morning, Grand Valley. It is a great day to be alive. It's a great day to be here at the Watchdog Morning Show, and I hope for you it's a great day to be with us. The Swing and Swar Way is underway for the next three hours. You can join us, listen and all morning long, listen for a little bit of time, whatever works for you. We're happy to have you here. If you want to be part of the show, you can do it, 304-214-1600, 304-214-1600. That is the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, or you are welcome to call us, Frio Stack Auction Service phone line, 304 304- Two three two eighty two fifty five. Happy to chat about whatever's on your noggin this morning. It's going to be a mostly cloudy day, high around sixty five. But it's a cool morning this morning. Forty six Wheeling Ohio County Airport. Forty two at the Highlands. Thirty seven in my backyard in Elm Grove. I didn't ask you. What do you have here? Forty three. Forty three degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Uh, today cloudy, high around sixty five. Not too bad, but going to be raining almost the rest of the week. Uh, into at least, um, well, through the weekend, basically, some some uh, rain all weekend long. Areas of frost in the forecast for Monday. Just want you to be aware of that, which, again, reminds us that winter is coming. It uh, It's right around the bend, Howard. We have a busy morning for you this morning. Apparently, we talked about this yesterday. We're going to flesh it out a bit. Apparently, $300 million or more in debt and no way to pay. That's the story of the Jim Justice companies. The question to be asked are they actually broke? Brad Macklin in to help us run that story down. Plus, Donald Trump. Hey, how'd you like to be Mooney and get this yesterday? Mooney had no shot, right? None, right? Zip, zero. But still, all right. I mean, uh, Justice out polling him, you know, dozens of numbers ahead of Mooney. But hey, you're hanging in there. And the only thing that Mooney maybe has to hang his hat on is if, if, the, if, the, if the old guy supports him. If Donald Trump Trump jumps in and says, yeah, Mooney's my man. So yesterday, Donald Trump officially endorsed Jim Justice. <laughs> and didn't just say, you know, he's okay. He gave him a gigantic endorsement. We'll talk about that. What should be done with the old clay school in East Wheeling? Jim Ambrose some Tipping Point Consultants joins us to preview what they're calling a block party tonight to kick ideas around about that. As the focus on Wheeling's homelessness continues uh, center stage, Mayor Glenn Elliott with us today to share his thoughts. Ohio's Jim Jordan falls uh, fails on his second vote to become U.S. House Speaker. He's going to try again today. Talked to Bob today uh, last night. He says he doesn't think Jordan has got it. He may take a few more votes, but he is not going to be Speaker of the House. Bob will join us today to talk about how this whole thing he thinks will play out. Plus, as always, slider on sports. Tony Caridi, the Mountaineer Report. Adam Fike weather. Taylor Long in the, actually, Rebecca Little today in the WTRF TV7 Ohio Valley Newsroom. And that's what I have for Yuns. You made fun of me when I said uh, not too long ago, Bob, that when I get up in the morning, I hit the alarm. You know, I give myself 
five minutes, ten minutes. I keep, you know, I don't just, the alarm didn't go off and I get up. You get up when the alarm goes off, right? I did. It, it, even when I was a young man, I never had that ability to reach over and hit that snooze button and, what, sleep seven more minutes or ten minutes, whatever you have it set on. I, I'm a little envious of people that had that ability, but, no, I just sat there, like, waiting for the seven minutes to come up, so I never used it again. I, um, I do. <laughs> From the time the first alarm goes off until the time I get up and first put, alarm. put my shoes on, Five times do I set five separate, you know, times snooze, if you will. Well, again, I don't want to stir the pot, but that doesn't drive Nancy crazy. I mean, that's like a two-minute warning. Well, and then somewhere in the midst of there, she gets her alarm, but it's just one alarm. So you got, I got five eventually, <laughs> and she has one. And the fan's going and, off. Oh, both fans are going. Her fan, my fan. Yeah, exactly. I bring this up only because researchers at Stockholm University in Sweden did a study on this. And what they basically said was, your way works and my way works. That either way, if it's good for you, it's good for, for everyone. Either way, you get the same amount of sleep. The point of it is, their study is that, if you if you don't wake up enough to really wake up, so it just helps you to keep, you know, keep on sleeping. I like to I like to have that moment where I do wake up and I go, oh, okay, it's morning. Now let me give some more time to sleep. But Stockholm University did it, and they say that snooze doesn't cause any problem. But snooze doesn't non-snoozing doesn't cause any problem. Do you remember the uh, Seinfeld episode where Kramer had the ability to set it? He didn't have to set head. alarm. In his head, yeah. I really can do that. I in, unless I'm drinking. I'd never have to set an alarm because I, I just look, say, I'll, I'll get up at five or whatever. And somehow, I mean, not I'm not saying I wake up right on the money, but I always wake up before that. Well, I will say this. my I generally wake up at or a few minutes before my first alarm, the, the alarm that I actually set. And it's usually because I got well, I, 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 I got to pay. Uh, but it's all it's very close. Very seldom do I wake up like an hour earlier to go, or, or it's usually within a minute or two of my uh, time. So I think I do think sometimes it's like our mind knows when we're supposed to get up. Uh, Seven fifteen here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Peep, this is only in Pittsburgh right now, and God help us, leave it there. Apparently, there's some kind of a rule. I don't know what it is. It's a law in Pittsburgh about paper bags. All right, you can't use paper bags. I guess there are, that that's true in some places. So in Pittsburgh, if you go to McDonald's, McDonald's, you order two cheeseburgers, a basket of fries, a Coke, and some chicken nuggets. They have to hand them to you one thing at a time. You just get a handful. They can't put them in a bag. So if you go in and get your uh, usual uh, three Big Macs, uh, two quarter pounders, a couple of those chickens, right. they're going to hand you're going to walk out of there all, well, all, all that, that in your all arms. That in your hand. That's or, crazy. Or they will charge you a bag fee. You will pay for a bag. That's crazy. It is crazy. It's crazy. Now this is only in Pittsburgh. <laughs> I love the, the story here. People in Pittsburgh say they can't understand why this is happening. I, 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 I get the idea of trying to encourage, discourage the use of paper bags. I mean, I get that, right? I, I understand that. But gee, money, Christmas. So you're going to take all of this stuff and put it in your hands? That is absolutely uh, crazy. Uh, McDonald's said they had no choice. The new Pittsburgh ordinance requiring them to charge customers 10 cents for each paper bag. And that's each paper bag. So if you get... Uh, Again, you get the you know three McDonald's and uh, three McChickens and a couple of uh, quarter pounders, and they put them in a couple of different bags. Every time they give you a bag, an extra ten cents. 
Now, I suppose I'd pay 10 cents for the bag rather than have to hold them in my hand, but, geez, that's that's absolutely crazy. Surely in Pittsburgh they're going to have to try and figure out. That, that can't go on. They can't be handing you all that food. In. When you started with that, I thought you were going to say they're, they're trying to do away with plastic. Everything is going to be put into paper sacks, just like the old days. What what harm is a paper sack? We're going to throw it away, right? I mean, we, well, we don't litter. Problem. That's the problem. It's Too much know, trash? Too much trash, yeah. Well, what about I, I the pizza assume. box and all the napkins I, from Burger King uh, and this guy over here? From now on, yeah. can you picture that? From now on, you don't get a box with your pizza. Just, it is. Put it, your hands out there. Hand. This so far apparently is only in Pittsburgh. Or the story I have is only out of Pittsburgh. But uh, if you go to McDonald's, um, and I, I assume it's true everywhere, the story focuses on McDonald's. If you go to McDonald's and you order, uh, again, uh, two quarter pounds of the cheese, a McChicken, a, a, a six chicken nuggets, uh, drink and fries, one by one they hand them to. Can you picture if you're by yourself, sitting in the car, trying, you got all these things in your hand? No, because if you have a drink, you're in trouble because that's going to take a lot of you know that security grip, right? You don't <laughs> exactly. want to drop that. Exactly. So, absolutely crazy. All right, I just thought that was interesting. Um, and please, Lord, don't let it come around here. I have hard listen. I have a hard enough time holding the bag, letting alone holding, holding those things. All right, going to talk about uh, Governor Justice again. I gave you a little bit of a story yesterday from Brad McElhenney, which he put on his ex account, that the governor's company is apparently now saying they ain't got no money. How bad is it? We'll talk to Brad about that. And how bad for Mooney is it that Trump is endorsing justice? Brad McElhenney coming up next. Hi, Toppy Kirchhoff, Talk Line on Metro News. Make sure you join us for the next show. Comes your way 10 or 6 Thursday morning. We'll get you caught up on the news in West Virginia, what's happening in the great state. What's up with the speaker's race in Washington? The war between Israel and Gaza. And Chris Steyerwalt joins us, plus your calls and texts. The next Talk Line, 10 6 Thursday morning, right here on this Metro News radio station. We'll see you then. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Bear and Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios, in the heart of the Ohio Valley, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Wish that I was on a rocky top down in the Tennessee hills. Ain't no smoky smoke on a rocky top, ain't no telephone bill. 7.20 in the morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show off the Frio Stack Auction Service text line 304-214-1600. Referencing the paper bag story, the bag story, uh, Pittsburgh, uh, McDonald's, the story I have. But again, I'm sure it's true at all fast food restaurants. They either have to charge you a bag fee uh, or else you have to have your individual items just hold them in your hands because city regulations, I guess. Howard, 
would you bring your own paper bag? Never thought about that. I just keep a supply of bags in the car. And <laughs> You'd have a whole bunch of them in the back seat. They'll just keep giving me my, giving my stuff, and I'll put them in a bag. Uh, let's welcome Brad McElhinney from Metro News here this morning on the Watchdog Morning Show. Brad, your your ex account has been giving me a lot of news during the last couple of days. Uh, <laughs> two days ago, uh, I, I I had to do a double take when I saw you talking about uh, Governor Justice's companies that seemed to be broke, and then. Yesterday, um, you alerted me to the fact that uh, I can picture Alex Mooney reading this and weeping. Uh, Donald Trump officially endorsed uh, Jim Justice. And that was a pretty, pretty big endorsement, too. I mean, it, was, it was only online, but it was still a pretty big endorsement, wouldn't you say? I think so. Um, please, first of all, pleased to please you through X, <laughs> the, the newly named X. So I looked at what President Trump had to say on Truth Social, his own social media site. You know, it was in that Trump format. There was a lot of all caps right. and some bluster. And I thought, is this is this an endorsement? And, you know, you get down in, once you finally focus, it, it's, uh, he has my complete and total endorsement. Uh, it does have those key words. And I'm like you, I, I think it's a pretty big deal, especially in West Virginia, where Trump remains popular, despite despite all the things. I, I don't think Congressman Mooney expected his own Trump endorsement, but I, I think they his campaign had hoped for a draw or a tie, just no endorsement at all. Right. And this this was really this helped Mooney, of course, yeah, in, the, the, in his fight against McKinley. Yeah, I mean, he yeah, the, the Trump factor has been what he thinks he being Mooney thinks was kind of his Trump, no pun intended, his Trump card. Um, and, and now Donald Trump has taken that Trump card away. I laugh, though, in your story uh, at WVMetroNews.com, Mooney says he respectfully disagrees with Trump's endorsement. <laughs> yes, I suppose he would since he endorsed your opponent. Uh, I respectfully disagrees with him. That's um, okay. All right, there you go. Um, I don't like. I don't think it's that big a deal. I don't think it makes that big a difference. Other than it's got to be another moral blow to Alex Mooney. I think so. And you know, I think the reason we're both saying that is because the polling that we have so far has been pretty consistent in showing justice far ahead of Mooney, and then. The, the fundraising has been in Justice's direction, too, and generally name recognition. And yeah. so if if Justice has now in his hip pocket this Trump endorsement, it's just one more thing. Yeah, and, and um, I have been speculating here, and this is wild speculation based on absolutely nothing, zero. So just, just, just tell me what you think. I, if I'm Alex Mooney at this stage of the game, we are not even yet at officially filing time. The polls have justice so far had. I mean, it's not a it's not a close race or a moderate race. The various polls have got justice way ahead. I mean, Jim Justice, for all of his problems, which we'll talk about in a minute here, he has. I think in that uh, poll that came out last week, it was it was done on behalf of the justice campaign, but still, I think he has a seventy two percent approval rating. I mean, the people just love the people. With all of that in mind, if I'm Alex Mooney, I would be thinking. Maybe I'm not going to run for the Senate race. I've still got time to just keep just go back and run for my my current seat. Just try to run back for Congress and keep my seat again. It seems like that would be tempting. You know, he he has a, a 
potential secret weapon, the, the $13 million in backing from Club for Growth. But, you know, they, they Club for Growth is a national organization that has other races that they back. What will they do? I mean, if you're looking at politics as a political investment and you see that gap on the polling consistently between Justice and Mooney, do you put your thirteen million dollars down? Yeah, I, I am not so sure. And if if Club for Growth backs out of that support or or lessens the support, it is a very uphill battle for Mooney. So then, I mean, do you do what you just described and and sort of back down the ladder into your congressional seat that that still represents now half the state? It's a significant seat to be in. And but if you do that, then what happens? <laughs> it's not my problem, but what happens then to Treasurer Riley Moore who's well, that's, running for Congress? That, that's right. It, <laughs> it, it would not if he, if he had if he if, if uh, Mooney had said on day one, "I'm going to run for re-election," I think he'd be a shoe in for better or ill. But now you've got Riley Moore out there already in the race, and I'm not 100 percent sure that it would be quite as easy now as it would have been previously. On the other hand, Riley Moore is not Jim Justice, so I don't know. Again, I want to stress to the audience, I've heard no rumors, no gossip, no nothing. This is 100% old Monroe thinking that if, if, I'm, if I'm Mooney, I'm looking at the – I'm reading the tea leaves, and it's, it's bad tea uh, for me, and I look, look for my way out. Now, Jim Justice got that positive news about Donald Trump endorsing him yesterday. But most of what we've been reading about justice lately has not been particularly good. He and his companies are facing a lot of problems. And again, I was absolutely intrigued, and I was re- skimming through X. I can't believe I keep calling it X. You know, I, it just doesn't sound right. <laughs> anyway, I kept reading through X. Um, came up a couple of days ago, came, came across a piece that you put up there, that um, the justice companies have now, on the record in a court filing, basically said we're broke, haven't they? Did I lose him? Howard, I lost you for a second. I was there. It sounded like I lost you there. I, uh, in the court, for the, I believe this is the first time I've ever seen or heard a court filing where the justice company said, basically, we're broke, right? I was amazed by that also. It, that, that has been a, a recent theme in that particular case, which is, an, an ongoing case in federal court in Kentucky with the justice companies fighting a company called Five Mile Energy Company. And it originally, it, this case literally started in 2012. It was over mineral rights. But right now, the, there is a fight over attorney's fees, and the, ju- the justice companies were, were sanctioned. They were told they've got to pay 190 some thousand dollars in attorney's fees. If you are a former billionaire and a big coal company like they have been, that shouldn't be an amount that is out of your reach. But they say it is. Uh, the, the judge in that case has ordered the justice companies to pay it. And they these are the lines that cut my eye. Uh, the fundamental fact that this case remains the same. Uh, plaintiffs have, have obtained a judgment against defendants who have no ability to pay. So the justice lawyers themselves are saying they have no ability to pay. Uh, defendants, the justices, can neither satisfy the judgment nor comply with orders to pay money. Defendants, here's the, here's the kicker quote, 
Defendants have no operator operations, revenues, or unencumbered assets. So they're saying they got nothing. There's no money in the bank, and they think there's a line in there that says we have no funds available, and they don't have any assets. We know they have assets but because Justice listed them in his Senate financing. But they have no assets, apparently, that are not already leveraged against something else. So in my, I'm a layman. I'm not an accountant. I'm not a nothing. To me, that equates to being broke. Mm-hmm. I, I think so, too. You know, the, the no assets, there's a key word there, unencumbered assets. And the, this case, which is completely different, makes reference to the big shark, which is Carter Bank, which is Justice's longtime lender, coming after him and the family for $300 million in assets. And it includes some Greenbrier properties. Justice and his wife and his son signed documents saying, well, if we don't pay what we owe on our loans, you can just pick our stuff. Right. And, and Carter Bank is cashing that in. And, you know, it's, it's as simple as that. There, there will be a hearing on the justices say, well, even though we signed, that is too far, too much. But it's, it's just incredible that they put $300 million on the line through their own signatures, haven't paid down the loans, and now, you know, they're going to be collected against from all appearances. In terms of unencumbered assets or unleveraged assets, we got a glimpse of that really uh, with the helicopter story last week where the chopper owned by, I think it was Bluestone, uh, had been ordered seized by federal marshals. And the response from the justice companies was, hey, that's, that's already pledged to other debtors. <laughs> not, not, that we want to, not that they get to keep it, but their argument was there are other people that were first in line to get this chopper before we go to McTell or McTell, whatever the name of the company was. So, I mean, we got a little preview of this back then, that their assets that they have are already leveraged and encumbered. Yeah, McKell and its parent company, Caroling, were coming after that helicopter because the court system has already said the justices owe them $10 million over a coal deal where justice wasn't paying what they owed. So they've already got a judgment in the court system. The helicopter was not necessarily their property to claim, but... But they're looking to, to get back their money somehow. And they, they looked over and said, well, you got this helicopter. Let's take that, liquidate it, and we'll pay back a portion. But meanwhile, the justices said, well, actually, we owe money on that helicopter. So another company, First Source, which is a bank in Indiana, said, indeed, we are the, we are the bank that loaned the justices the money, and they haven't paid us down yet. If anybody gets that helicopter, it's us. Yeah. So there's yet another hearing on that. And, you know, I mean, it just illustrates that the range to which the justices owe money have cases in the court system where judges have said, you owe, but they're leveraged to the hilt. I I keep looking up the Google term involuntary bankruptcy Mm -hmm. just to see what that entails. Well, I think you and I talked about that uh, earlier this week or late last week. It it is – it to me is – for most people and businesses, it is the next logical step. Now, there probably is an issue of pride and politics that might keep justice from wanting to do that. But at some point, again, now that they've and they've said this not in a justice press conference, which he kind of sort of alluded to before, but now in a court filing, we ain't got no money. We, we, we got nothing to give you. 
You can't squeeze blood out of a turnip, as they say. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know what they do next. I'm going to assume, when does J.J. have uh, his next uh, press briefing or administrative briefing or whatever he calls it? Does he have one this week? It is 11 o'clock. Well, <laughs> it is, quote, 11 o'clock today. Okay. I am going to assume that you or someone else will probably raise this issue. I have not decided on my line of questioning yet. I, I think the governor will probably emphasize his pride in being endorsed by uh, former President Trump. Right. But I, 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 I would assume that there will be some questions about his financial status. He, he, he takes umbrage at being asked about his personal finances at the governor's press briefing. But it's, you know, frankly, it's all interconnected. Yeah, it is. And again, the, 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 now that this is actually in a court filing, that to me makes a, uh, it takes it to a slightly, uh, slightly different level. Um, Brad, but use your political analyst hat. You have a good one. With everything that we know about justice and everything that everybody knows about justice, this is just one more step along the road. But it seems as if the, the voting public in West Virginia just kind of overlooks all this stuff. I mean, does this does this really hurt him any more than all the other stories have? It does seem that way to me, too. You know, he he early in his political time certainly emphasized, I, I'm a businessman. I done done that. I can call anybody on a Fortune 500 company and they'll return my call. Now, post-COVID, his pitch is, is look at judge me by my deeds it's he wants to be judged by his time in office his handling of covid uh the the tax cuts and those things so he de-emphasizes his his business acumen at this point the track record is people have known about these debts and have have overlooked them i do think the helicopter thing has captured the imagination and it is somehow easier to imagine a helicopter being seized than it is $300 million in, in debts that you yes. owe. So, I, I mean, judging how the public resonates with these things is a little hard to predict, but so far the track record is he hasn't paid a political price for the debts. Yeah, and I, I, at some, I, mean, I wonder at some point, does the accumulation of all of this get to him? If he does, he if his companies have to, file bankruptcy at some point, um, and again, to the audience, when, there's been no talk about that. Brad and I are just saying that seems to some extent to be a logical step. Does that, does that change the complexion of how the voters feel about it? Well, he's been a bad businessman. We all have bills that we pay, but you know, now he's gone bankrupt. Does that change the people's perception? I'm not sure that it does, to be honest with you, but I, I, that, that, that could be one more step down the road. Having said all of that, I don't think any of it is enough to move justice out of the top spot over Mooney in a significant way. You know, I think the only thing, the only the only peril on the business side that might get him is if there is a formal declaration of bankruptcy. You know, then he gets the word bankrupt beside his name. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, if the Greenbrier is up for grabs, say if Carter Banks, if if that's one of the assets that seizes. And you are the the businessman who has lost control of West Virginia's premier resort. Yeah, that, that is a headline that, that stinks too. That it, it's one thing to lose a helicopter; it's something else to lose the Greenbrier. 
That, that and it, it's that, tangible like the helicopter. People can imagine it much more than they can. Oh, $300 million. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I had several people asking me the day yesterday as I was talking about your story about this. Um, not a story, but your, your postings about this. I had several people texting me and saying, you know, is the Greenbrier among those assets? I don't know that for a fact, but I have to assume so. I have to assume the Greenbrier assets are, are encumbered or leveraged somewhere as well. That would be my best guess. Would it not be yours? I would suspect, I, I don't quite know exactly what the $300 million recovery by Carter Bank would entail, but uh, among the confessed judgments filed by Carter Bank, one is a loan on Greenbrier Hotel Corporation. Well, there you go, right there. So, uh, And I think you're right. That, that would be a splashy enough situation for the public to get. Uh, but again, I, I po- politically, I don't think even that is enough to close the gap uh, between Justice and Mooney. I, at least that's, that's the way I look at it. All right, Brad, been, I don't have time for this now, but it's been a busy week with interims and stuff down there, too. It looks like CPS and the DHHR are getting themselves in a foster care system and so on, getting under a lot of scrutiny down there. A, a couple of scoldings by judges, one in Kanawha County, another in the Eastern Panhandle, over the, the, the abuse and neglect cases that are clogging the court system. I mean, it's just a sad situation. And the CPS issue has been troublesome and sad for years, but it it really seems to have touched a nerve this week. Yeah. I don't have time to get into it now. I'm going to probably do it uh, next week sometime. Maybe I'll chat with you or somebody about that because it looks like uh, the issue is going to bubble over for a while down there. Hey, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks very much. Always uh, enjoyed chatting with you. And I always enjoy reading your ex. (laughs) I appreciate your appreciation of my ex. Thank you. (laughs) Talk to you later. Brad McElhenney from Metro News checking in this morning here at uh, the Watchdog Morning Show. You can check out Brad's commentary, not Brad's commentary. Uh, you can check out Brad's news stories at wvmetronews.com. Sometimes they don't make it to a story, so I find a lot of stuff shows up on his X account, the old Twitter account, uh, which kind of found interesting. Today, the big story, Trump says J.J.'s his boy. I'm sure J.J.'s happy about that. I believe Alex Mooney is crying. 20 till the hour, and we've got uh, Rebecca Little waiting for us now. Good morning. I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your morning headlines for this Thursday, October 19th. Village of Bethlehem Mayor Aaron Snyder announced his resignation in a Facebook post on Tuesday. Snyder said he is resigning as mayor effective October 31st due to, quote, health reasons and unforeseen circumstances. Snyder was sworn in as Bethlehem mayor back in June of 2022, making him the youngest mayor in Ohio County history. For a full look at his statement, head to our website, WTRF.com. Meanwhile, police are still searching for a dangerous suspect this morning after they were led on a chase. Officials have identified him as 44-year-old Joshua Edward Houston with the last known address of Canton, Ohio. Houston allegedly stole a car out of Stark County and the pursuit began in Uricksville. Eventually, the car was abandoned on Interstate 77 in New Philadelphia. Police say, Please keep your safety a priority, but call 911 right away if you see him. And in other news, a teacher has been placed on administrative leave after a video shows she allegedly dragged a student. We'd like to note the teacher is not being charged with anything at this point. 
Harrison Central said elementary school teacher Jessica Nine was placed on paid administrative leave effective October 9th. In a statement, the school district said they are investigating the situation and cannot comment further right now. Stay with 7 News and WTRF.com for updates. And new this morning, the Weirton Transit Corporation's dissolution process is underway, but transportation services are going to continue. Last Tuesday, the city made the decision to take over transit operations and develop a new department within the city government. This comes after years of financial troubles for the Weirton Transit Corporation, which was established back in the late 1980s. There's no timetable on the next meeting in this process. Stay with 7 News and WTRF.com for updates. That was a look at your 7 News headlines. I'm Rebecca Little on this Thursday, October 19th. Have a great day, everybody. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense, or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care right here at home. Developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, we embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, pioneering medical care, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care, right place, right time. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Primanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. The Morning Show team is Gathered and ready. Taylor Long has Ohio Valley headlines. Adam Fike has the detailed forecast. And Bob Slider and Tony Caridi have sports. Plus commentary, rants, and interviews with Howard Monroe. This is the Watchdog Morning Show on the Watchdog Radio Network. Some painted ladies that sparkled in the lights, country girls that love the lover's moon. Some I never really knew. Bob, that Mr. Big Voice announcer man made us sound really dramatic and kind of like that. Like a big deal. I mean, geez. Uh, I, I prefer the one that says, uh, just two couple of crazy guys getting together in the morning and trying trying to make it through trying to make it through till 10. That's really what the show's all about. But boy, it made us sound like big time, you know? Thank you, Mr. Big Voice Announcer. Thank man. you very much. Man, I was mentioned with Tony Caridi. Yes. I feel really good about that. That's it. You were indeed. 743, 17 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, so was Adam Fike mentioned in that promo. Let's bring Adam Fike in. Morning meteorologist from WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam, and uh, welcome to Friday. I'm glad we've made it through to the end of the week, and it's good to have you here with us on this uh, uh, last day of the week. How are you, Howard? <laughs> I don't think he caught it, Howard. <laughs> I did. What day all he did. Okay. <laughs> Hence, my lips are sealed. I just, uh, I, I, you know, listen, I, 
I saw you posted a little piece on social media yesterday about how sometimes you just can't help but laughing on air. But you held yourself together pretty good this morning when uh, uh, was it uh, Rebecca was uh, thought it was thought it was Friday because I made that mistake more than once. So, but you held yourself together pretty good. It wasn't as funny as yesterday when Rebecca just gave it to Taylor. <laughs> We all laughed. It was very funny. Sometimes, now, I'm, at this point, honestly, I'm used to Taylor always saying the wrong day. So when Rebecca said it was the wrong day, I just went with it. So I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> oh, it's just like Taylor. <laughs> I have a hard time keeping track of what day it is as well. Bob, what day is it? It's Thursday, Howard. Thursday. You know, I should have known that. <laughs> Country music bumper. That's right. Country, Country music day. Country music bumper music day. <laughs> A um, little bit of dew on the window when I got out to the car this morning, uh, but it, it the temperatures are, are are low, but it didn't feel so cold to me this morning, Adam. I don't know what that says or means. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I just I didn't. It just didn't feel quite as cold outside, but it definitely is. I mean, yeah. I mean, like for example, when your dew point like today, our dew points are closer to our temperatures, so it feels a little bit warmer okay. compared to yesterday, where one we saw a bit more of a breeze yesterday morning. And we saw our dew points and temperatures further apart than where they are today. So it just felt a little bit warmer because they're closer together. Uh, what's it going to be like today? Cloudy, I guess. Uh, but the temperature's not too bad today, right? Nope. Temperature's in that 64 to 68 range. I say mostly cloudy today since we'll see those high clouds rolling throughout the day today, but might see just a brief pocket or sunshine or two this morning since there are those high clouds. But by the time we get to dinner, overcast skies for everyone. No rain today, but rain coming in as we head into the weekend, yes? No rain for most of the day today. We might see a stray shower at like 10 p.m. or 11 p.m., but most of us stay dry until after midnight to tomorrow. So tomorrow is going to be that yucky day where we're going to see showers on and off throughout the day. Uh, just just drizzle and showers, or do we look for any uh, lightning or thunder or storm activity tomorrow at all? Storm activity, not likely. We could see a few heavy showers early tomorrow, okay. but by the time we get to lunch, it's mainly light showers after lunch to dinner. So don't so anticipate it to be a, a pretty rainy day. It may not rain all day long, but pretty much on and off all day long, yes? Yep. Saturday, good news. It's not It's not going to rain all day. Saturday, like tomorrow, for example, is it's going to be, it's going to rain in the morning and everyone's going to see that rain at one time. Saturday is just kind of not those pop-up showers, but like, for example, like Steubenville and Wheeling might see rain, but Moundsville doesn't. It's okay. spotty to isolate. That's what Saturday is going to be like, and then all that activity wraps up early Sunday. And we're in the 50s for uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, from, from mid to upper 50s uh, throughout the weekend with some rain. But the rain, you said, wraps up on Sunday, though, right? Yep, rain wraps up early Sunday morning. Temperatures take a quick dip into the low 50s. And... You asked about this. I don't remember if it was last week or early this week. You asked about the frost. Yes, yes. Right now, it looks like we could see possible. I say possible because temperatures can still change. But right now, our overnight lows Sunday night into Monday morning and Monday night into Tuesday morning, we could see our temperatures in the mid to low 30s. Oh, delightful. Which means we could see some frost Monday and Tuesday morning. Delightful. So we could see. uh, All right. So the frost could be coming. It's been around us. We talked about this last week. It's been around us. Uh, just not right here in the immediate uh, valley. So uh, I guess not surprising. And it is, it's almost November, so I guess frost is not not surprising. Uh, but those will be nighttime lows, uh, even on Monday and Tuesday, 
temperatures will get up again into more moderate for this time of year, right? Yeah, Monday, upper 50s. Tuesday, we'll be back into the 60s. But both of those days, at least, we'll see sunshine. All right, sounds good. 46 right now, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, but then 42 at the Highlands, 37 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 43 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. So a little bit a little bit cool out there. Um, all right, well, listen, have yourself a good Friday. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you next, see you next week. <laughs> or maybe we'll talk to you tomorrow. I don't know. Adam, have a great day. Good talking to you, as always. Talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. 7.50, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I don't think he wanted to play with that. Well, yeah, he doesn't want to poke, poke his uh, co-worker too much. In all seriousness, Howard, she handled herself perfectly. You know, she messed up. She just forgot what day it was. And uh, I don't understand. How can somebody do that? How can anybody who's a professional broadcaster get the days mixed up? She must listen to us, Howard. That's oh, the only yeah, thing I, I was thinking. You know, it, it does happen, but she, she caught herself. And look, it's live TV. It's not that easy to do. She's. So she's, she's role modeling me. Where I, I think so. Where I, she just rolled with the punches. Where I more than once have said, uh, you know, welcome to Tuesday. Howard, it's Wednesday. Welcome to Thursday. Howard, it's uh, Monday. <laughs> so, you know, we roll with the punches. We roll with the days. Uh, 7.50, 10 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, Mr. Slider's got some sports coming up. I got a crazy headline about a uh, – a, 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 a movie that's uh, I guess it's a movie series I'm not quite sure what it is well I'll share it with you later it's when I saw the headline I was like you got why would you write this headline it's just dumb as could be I'll tell you about that coming up in a bit but first slider on sports is next coming up on Metro News Hotline on the Thursday edition of the show, we'll preview the JMU Marshall football game in Huntington. Jermaine Lucier will talk about TV, movies, and more. Larry Gross drops by at 4 o'clock. Plus your calls, texts, tweets, in or out, and our question of the day. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 at WVMetroNews.com and on this Metro News station. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. 
Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 want to thank the owners and contractors of the Ohio Valley for using their locally trained workers to help build for the future. Local 83 helps design, fabricate, and build the gas infrastructure for the oil and gas industry here in the Ohio Valley. Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 is 300 members strong and growing. They also do residential, commercial, and industrial work on both sides of the river. For more information, call Plumbers and Steamfitters Local 83 at 304-233-4445. The nights get cooler. Trees shed their leaves. It's autumn in the Ohio Valley. Seasons may change, but you can always count on your morning news and information, plus good conversation right here. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe on the Watchdog Radio Network. Don't know when I've been so blue Don't know what's come over you You found someone Isn't that a great opening? I mean, I that's it. one of the prettiest openings yeah, in, in any song. Absolutely. And by the way, back in my uh, music radio days, that was a perfect segue. We used to have to try to get it from the slow jingle into the slow song. You did it perfect. Mr. Big Voice Announcer Man had a really nice slow intro there, and then bam, went into that uh, nice piece. Crystal Gale, right? It is. Yeah, nice. That's nice, 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 nice. Seven to the hour, Watchdog Morning Show. Cool morning, 46 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. That's the high spot, though. 42 at the Highlands, 37 in Elm Grove, 43 here at the Robinson Otter Group Studios, downtown Wheeling. In the heart of the Ohio Valley, it's time for Slider on Sports. I think I got it here somewhere, Howard. Uh, oh, jeez. Should have been ready, huh? And now it's time for yeah. Slider on Sports. Thank you for, uh, and excuse me for listening to Crystal Gale. I, I, I let myself get this get, get away. Some, I, just, I just wanted to listen to that, Howard. Play it some more. Last night, Game 3 of the American League Championship Series in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. The Astros take Game 3. Houston 8, the Texas Rangers 5. That's the Rangers' first loss of this year's postseason. Christian Javier gets the win. He gives up two runs, three hits, and five and two-thirds innings. The Rangers with a with a two games to one lead in that series. Game 4 tonight, first pitch, 8-0-3. Game 3 of the National League Championship Series today in Arizona. The Philadelphia Phillies have a commanding two games to none lead over the Diamondbacks. First pitch, 5.07 Eastern time, West Wednesday night in Detroit. It was the Red Wings over the Pittsburgh Penguins 6-3. Evgeny Malkin scored on the first shot of the game. Eric Carlson added a goal and two assists. The Pens dropped to 2-2. Two and two. Next up for Pittsburgh, Saturday night in St. Louis to face the Blues. Tonight, Thursday night football, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars at New Orleans to take on the Saints. Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence has a knee injury and is questionable for the game. The number one overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft has never missed an NFL start. And if Lawrence can't go, backup C.J. Beathard will get the start. The Saints are favored by one point. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.56. You, I, I was making some notes here. Uh, Penn's lost, you said? They did. Uh, they got beat in Detroit 6-3. Uh, to three. Uh, We were watching it at home. Uh, it was on TV at home. We had a house full of people last night in the Monroe household. Uh, uh, now, my daughter-in-law is in 
Europe again. My uh, middle son is in Chicago on a business trip. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so those of us who are still at home <laughs> gathered together at our house, uh, Jason and, and Jonathan and Teddy and Ariana and Nancy and I, and we had a, it's kind of a big family gathering there, talking politics, talking sports, until at one point Jason said, Dad, hand me the controller. It's a hockey night, Dad. That's exactly. I said, what? What? What do we, you know, Dad, pens are on. Oh, okay. So we got to add the, add the pens on there. So I knew they were played. I just didn't know, didn't know if, they had, uh, uh, if they had won or not. But, I'm, th- you know, we've talked to this, Bob. And I, so Justin is in Chicago on a business trip. Natalie is in Europe. She was there two weeks ago, just came back. She's gone again. She's our international traveler. And I talked to an old friend of ours yesterday. I, I'm, you're reading my mind, Howard. Keep going. Candy Stroud. And Candy used to put together some of those great uh, D.C. events that we would go Wonderful to. Wonderful road trips. And I got to talk to Candy and say, Candy, can't you come up with uh, one of these deals where we can go down, broadcast from someplace, put together a bunch of guests? You know, she was, she was great at that. You're exactly right, Howard. What the morning show needs... On is the a road, road trip again, on the road. We got to go on the road again. All right, we Willie. Yes, let's do yeah, it. Yeah, we haven't been on the road for a long time. We used to go on the road quite a good all bit. the time. I don't know what three times a year at least. Yes, yeah. and uh, you know, we, I mean, we 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 were in D.C. so often for these things that you know we were like Norm at the bar. Sometimes we'd walk into um, the Dubliner. There are those guys from West Virginia, hey. radio guys, have a Bud Light, right, guys? <laughs> That's right. So we, uh, yeah, I, I was I was talking to Candy yesterday and. I was thinking to myself, "Come on, we we got a candy. Can't you come up with something?" She's she's a big player in, in national uh, national politics. Um, she's personal friends with Hillary Clinton. I she posts on sometimes. She and I Hillary, won't hold that against her. Yeah, huh? yeah, but you you, you if it, it got us down into D.C., you'd go to say it's a good thing, right? Anyways, I thought I thought to myself, "Oh, my whole family is traveling. Why can't I be traveling? I used to travel, so." Maybe um, let's pack that Subaru up, Howard. I think so. It's 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 about that time. Time to get a little cooler in the back seat, if you know what I'm saying, Bob. Huh? And uh, and head on down to uh, to the nation's capital. I'll, we'll have to work on that. Maybe Bob Nay would like to come with us. There's a legalization uh, laws now in in, uh, in our nation's capital. I don't think you have to sneak too much, let do you, put, Howard? Let me put it this way: you don't have to take this. The tr- <laughs> you don't, don't have to go to Maryland to get you your wraps. T- you don't have to take the subway to go get your supplies. <laughs> anymore all right that's enough of that just stop stop while we're ahead next hour we're going to talk about an event going on in east wheeling tonight um they're calling it a block party it is going to be a, it's just it's a community gathering but the idea is to get some ideas about what people think ought to be done at clay school we'll talk to jim ambrose who is uh, with tipping point consultants and they're coordinating this and we'll find out what's going to happen tonight and kind of get you ready for that uh, block party also uh, coming up later on this morning i've been telling you we're going to talk a lot a lot a lot a lot about this homeless issue everywhere i went yesterday that's the only thing people wanted to talk about was what's the city going to do about homelessness and uh, mayor elliott is in with us in the next in the nine o'clock hour of the show to uh, talk about that so we'll get into that uh coming up a little bit later on i got a little ufo stuff for you and um as i said a st- why this headline was written about a particular TV series, I, I, I don't understand it, but I'll share it with you coming up after the uh, 8 o'clock news, which is right now. The Watchdog is FM 98.1, AM 1600, WKKX Wheeling, FM 97.7, AM 1370, WVLY Moundsville.
From ABC News, I'm Derek Dennis. Humanitarian aid trickling into Gaza in a deal brokered by the U.S. About 20 trucks of food, water and other supplies allowed in as a test brokered during President Biden's trip to the region. President Biden spent more than eight hours on the ground in Israel. But as Israel defense forces poise for a ground assault in Gaza, President Biden speaking with Egyptian President al-Sisi by phone, saying Egypt will open the border crossing with Gaza to allow up to 20 trucks with humanitarian humanitarian aid inside, likely by Friday, and pledging $100 million in aid to the Palestinians. ABC's Martha Raddatz. Meantime, the president is planning a nationwide